0: Listen, I feel like New York, you wake up every day and you got to get after it. And if you don't, it's a city where it's like you don't work, you don't eat, or you don't make it happen. And I guess you don't want that to be your whole life. But I think in these years, that sense of grind, I find it to be really prevalent in this city.
1: What's up, everyone? This is Nii Adewale, and I am the host of the Akaba Home Financial Freedom Mastermind Group. This group meets every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and the members of this group are committed to achieving financial freedom while we're still young enough to actually enjoy it. So on this podcast, you're going to get VIP access to the conversations that we have about different forms of investment and ways to get your dollars working harder for you than you worked to first acquire those dollars. I'm happy and excited to bring you a new episode today. And we were joined by Monica Soyemi, who is a licensed realtor out in the New York area, as also an investor in that Northeast New York, Jersey, that Northeast sector. Monica is currently working through a couple flips. She's working as a realtor to help her clients close on different deals. And in this conversation today, what we really focused on was funding of these new deals. As a realtor or as a real estate professional, there's so much that you can write off to where that you can effectively pay not much or zero dollars in taxes on a yearly basis, but that does not necessarily help you qualify for purchasing more real estate. And so Monica and I get into how to do that in ways that we've been purchasing real estate. And I think you will find a lot of value in this episode. Monica, what is up? Amy, you sound a lot better this time. Are you out of the subway?
0: I am out of the subway.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. How have you been?
0: I've been great. Happy birthday.
1: Thank you. No, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I feel like uh, I'm starting to get up there now.
0: Oh my goodness. No, it's it's a, you're only a little old, does it feel.
1: Yeah, this is true. I still feel young, still doing stuff, so mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna keep chugging along.
0: Absolutely, but yeah, so I wanted to hop on today to see if the person who was here last week, I briefly heard you say to come back on to share a little bit of an update. But yeah, things are going well so far. Still, catch on with my current property and I decided not to move forward with the major rehab and PA because of the location. Yeah. I decided it wasn't a good idea because of the location. It's in a very small part of Pennsylvania. And quite frankly, you know, I just went to the bigger pockets conference in New Orleans. It was really great. Got to meet a lot of great investors and also went to Invest Fest that was in Atlanta, Georgia, that was also I don't know if you heard about Invest Fest. No, you didn't hit me
1: up. Come on now.
0: I know, I know. I and mean, yeah, you're right there in Atlanta. Oh my gosh. I was, yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with Atlanta. I'm looking at possibly moving there, but who knows? I I just love the city so much. But yes, the next conference or event like that, I would definitely let you know. Investfest was essentially a festival that was put on by Earn Your Leisure. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah,
1: I follow them and I listen to their podcast.
0: Yeah, so they had a festival. It was like a two or three day thing. No, it was two days. And they just shared a bunch of information on cryptocurrencies and the stock market and real estate and all different types of investing. It was about 4,000 people who came from across the country. People just eager to learn about investing. But it was the most unique conference slash festival I've ever been to because you know on the one hand you have all these people who are learning about stocks and crypto and and different forms of investing but then you also have which were really large panel discussions but then you also have people like like Jadakiss was there and he did a performance to close out the festival and then they shut down this club in Atlanta where all the attendees went to, and hey. you know, had like an after party. It was very black, but it was of also course. very invest investor friendly. So you got to go during the day to these great panel discussions. You know, connect with all of these investors from across the country. But it still was very black in terms of like all the food trucks that lined up outside during you know the lunch break hour. All black-owned food trucks. Of and then you, you would hop back inside for the next um, panel. But they're definitely doing it in Fest 2022. This was their inaugural uh, festival. They've never done it before. So this was the first time. And uh, got to really connect with some great people from around the country. And, you know, including with some uh, people in, in the real estate space. And yeah, learned, learned a lot. I mean, like I wouldn't consider myself a major stock investor, but after going to that event, definitely started doing a little dance with my um, options trading and, and stock investing. So made a good little coin with that, but still heavily focused on real estate. But I think the Bigger Pockets conference was the most valuable because I actually met an investor there who's in Connecticut and has like maybe 12 Airbnbs. In the Connecticut area. Yeah. And um, you know, he's he's well on track to think he's made like half a million dollars so far just through Airbnb and is on track to make, yeah, definitely over half a million by the end of the year, somewhere between yeah. half and a million. Like Airbnb is a really profitable business model. And for me, I always kind of scared away from it because, you know, it's just like, okay, well, what if no one rents your space? Mm-hmm. And, and I love the consistency and reliability of long-term tenants, but quite honestly, you know, a little bit more risk, a little bit more reward. So Monica, now looking at, yeah.
1: I love literally all that you just said, like, this is pretty incredible. The bigger pockets one. I mean, that's one I need to start attending and this invest fest is in the backyard. I don't even know about that. Both of these conferences sound amazing, I love the fact that you're getting after it and going and getting out and meeting people. And to your point on that Airbnb piece, I was in the same boat as you as early as this year. But Mm -hmm. as we talked about before, I've definitely seen the benefits and I'm all in on this Airbnb thing. I actually purchased, I think we talked about it. My my personal home has an Airbnb downstairs and that's been running for an average of 2,500 a month. The best month was, and I just started that in April. The best month mm-hmm. was July, I want to say, and it did thirty two
0: hundred. Congrats! Yeah. Month.
1: Thank you. Okay. One of the things you mentioned too, and then well, and then in August I purchased a full home, three bed, two bath, down the street, furnished mm-hmm. it, and have been renting that out for between four and five grand a month, which is pretty cool. And then I recently partnered with another investor that's a flipper out here. And mm-hmm. we just got her unit up and running. We got our first person checking in on Friday and I'm just going to manage that one and we'll split the profits. But
0: oh my gosh,
1: what you said about Atlanta is so true. That's one of the reasons yeah. I move here is because it's like the mm-hmm. black capital. You see so many people like us doing well and willing to partner with each other.
0: Absolutely. It's a whole different atmosphere because I feel like the black experience there is really celebrated and, yeah. Highlighted, you know, whereas other parts of this the country, it's definitely not the case. And just like the wonderful black women, even investors, I met a lot of women who live there, and they're like, oh, you gotta move down here, Monica. But just like them being investors as well, and just being so willing to be helpful and just the whole vibe of the city. It's a really, it's a really great place. And as someone, you know, I just turned 29.
1: Congrats. And I've
0: lived, thank you. you have and um to Thank you. Thank you. Last month. And as someone who's lived in New York City, like born and raised whole life, you know, we've been there, done that. It's a wonderful city. So I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe Atlanta for like six months or a year, or just, just to see, you know, we why? know New York, we know it's good. We know it's great. You know, your whole life. It's, a, it's all right. Uh, you
1: know, New York's all right.
0: Uh, listen, I feel <laughs> like New York, you wake up every day and you got to get after it. And if you don't, It's a city where it's like you don't work, you don't eat, or you don't make it happen. And I guess you don't want that to be your whole life. But I think in these years, that sense of grind, I find it to be really prevalent in this city. And if you don't, it's a city where it's like you don't work, you don't eat, or you don't make it happen. And I guess you don't want that to be your whole life. But I think in these years, that sense of grind, I find it to be really prevalent in this city, but you can experience that in other cities too. So
1: In Atlanta, I think you got a taste of it, probably with the Invest Fest. but Atlanta mm-hmm. is one of those cities. People are hustling out here. Anybody you mm-hmm. talk to, even from Uber drivers, they're, they're like, yeah, I'm also a music producer or something. You're like, the people are all doing something else. And it's inspiring. Since I've been out here mm-hmm. since February, I've already started working with the Flipper. I've talked to a bunch of people that invest in, like other states and that are mm-hmm. doing like alternative investments such as the bitcoins and you know the stock investing of the world and it just inspires you to keep moving forward and keep trying to get after it for real
0: and i think personally what my biggest hang up has been is you know i am a realtor and i make my income mostly through real estate and, and other things and so i've really kind of hit not a wall but a bit of a hurdle when it comes to qualifying for homes because I'm really trying to put a lease amount down, have the lowest interest rate. But with that comes, you know, a W-2, a pay stub, which you don't normally get as a realtor. Um, You get great commissions, but it's not always, you know, documentation stream. Exactly. It's consistent enough to go to a bank and say, Hey, you should give me a half million dollar loan. So because of that, I'm starting to work at a mortgage company, and I would actually be required to get my NMLS license to begin my role there on their like sales team. But the benefit is really the salary, the knowledge I would be getting working at on, on that end of the deal, you know, being a realtor versus being on the lending side. Mm-hmm. And then and then two, they actually, as an employee there, they do offer money towards your down payment, money towards your closing costs, all those types of things, which would be an asset. And I do believe like maybe working here for a year or two to just have that W-2 income to qualify for more homes will really give me the ability to like escalate. Because of course the goal is not to work for anyone, True. but I think working for someone for this year or two in order to not have to work for anyone I think will be really beneficial because I've been trying to do it in a way where it's like I want to be my own boss and I'm obviously making cash flow now and and all that but I know in order to grow and get more homes and not be like whacked over the head with crazy down payments and crazy um interest rates you know exploring the that option.
1: And so with that would you still practice as a realtor or would you hang it up for the year or so that you were doing that?
0: No, absolutely doing both. I think being a realtor has been really profitable and it's very possible to do both. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna definitely do both. And, and also, as a realtor, and then on the NMLS the side with having the lending experience, you know, I could honestly, I would need to ask if I can, but I could represent myself and my own deals as a realtor and then do my own loans. As a mortgage lender, which would be probably a good amount of work, but probably walking away with like a thirty, forty thousand dollar check simply for doing those services, you know, yeah, of being my own realtor and being my own lender. So all that on top of buying below market and and all that, but I think the knowledge with that license will also help with finding those below market deals and figuring out how to get. You know, it's just the knowledge. I think that would be
1: best. That is not a bad gig. And it's l- like, I'm literally on the same track as you. I, you know, I do have a W-2, but I recently mm-hmm. got my realtor license because I have a couple friends and, and others that I'm going to help out by real estate as well as by my own. Nice. And start to okay. build that on the side. But the goal is to eventually be able to walk away from W-2 work, keep the realtor license and keep the investing going. And I think this Airbnb thing, is what's going to help get there faster. So I'm I'm super focused on acquiring more of those, either through mm, partnerships. Yeah. I got two people in the pipeline that are gonna partner with me here in, near, in the near future. And and then also through just continuing to buy some of my own.
0: Mm. So have you continued getting your deals now with um your W-2 income, has that been what you've been using to qualify for all your
1: deals? Yes. Yes. Thankfully, okay. I've been blessed to do well at the company I work for. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, yes, that's what I've been using to qualify for most of these deals. And then we bought a 12 unit through an LLC out in Kentucky like a couple of years ago. But so I had to personally guarantee it because that was the first one through that LLC. But now it's been about three years. So it should be able to stand on its own from the income standpoint. Yeah,
0: that's perfect. Yeah, because you have like three years of of tax returns for your business.
1: Exactly. For that business, I got three years of tax returns. And then for the new one that just created in Atlanta, I don't have that yet. But my personal goal is to have the ability to retire from W-2 by the end of 2024. And so from a realtor perspective, I got some aggressive goals. I want to be able to sell act as a buying agent or a selling agent on 136 deals by that time, which is a hell of a lot. Hey, come on now. And and then I want to continue to expand the portfolio using those commissions to do so as well as my W-2 and, and work from there. So it's going to be hectic for the next two years getting after it, but it's all going to be worth it. And I want to ramp up the real estate,
0: uh, ramp up the realtor and real estate
1: income. And the LLC I have here, while i still got the w-2 and then be able to get rid of that when i know i'm fully qualified and those things are have a bunch of tax returns with them
0: yeah now my next question for you is you know with your llc one of the hurdles that i'm currently figuring out now is with your llc you can of course write everything off you know your trip here your trip there your car your so many things can be written off but what i'm finding is i'll write everything off and then go to the bank to get a loan and it'll show little to no income. So have you like, has that been your experience and what have you, I mean, I guess your W-2 income really stands on its own and and qualifies you for a lot of these, but That's when the it goes. In- I,
1: I haven't had to, to deal with that yet, but I know what you mean because that is one of the benefits of doing all this. You can write so much off and, and have limited taxes. And so, I unfortunately, well, fortunately have not had to deal with that. And, and mm-hmm. that's, that's partly why I want to build up enough of these BNBs while I still got the W-2 over the next two years that it won't matter. You know what I mean? You can come yeah. in and, and really use hard money and things of that nature to get some undervalued deals and then refinance out.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Makes sense.
1: From a BNB perspective, right? You mentioned you want to get in the game. Are you thinking about do you have a timeline? Are you thinking about hey, this year or next year you want to get one going uh, up in up in the NY Jersey area?
0: Yeah, definitely this year. You know, my my biggest hurdle has really been, you know, the the W-2 and not having those types of things. So once I started this new company, I do plan to aggressively just get all the deals. Like I have a lot of money saved and prepared. And I feel like I want to get like three or four homes back to back. Of course, you know, if my, if my income will support it. But uh, yeah, there's a base salary at this new position. And um, I'll just use that base salary to qualify me for my first home. And then once that first home is done, I can pull the equity out of it and uh, use that to get my some Airbnbs. To get the next home because of course they're going to use that rental income to qualify you for for more and just try to keep all my debts as low well as possible. but absolutely I want to get my first Airbnb going in the tri-state area, yeah by this year. So okay. they offered me they did offer me the position. It nice. starts in December though. so I could only start using that income and doing this whole process with that W2. Starting in in December,
1: if, so if you I, I have an accepted offer letter, I, I've done this in the past. They they may let you get started a little sooner because it's going to take a while to close anyway. But when they're qualifying mm-hmm. you, and, and you can talk to your lender, right? Or you're going to be yeah. a well, you can talk to you're going to be a lender. You can talk to those. <laughs> talk yeah, to you know. Uh, yeah, they, they exactly. may let you go ahead. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, I will definitely ask them. You know what kind of options I have and go go from there but yeah as soon as I can I'll ask them yeah if I can get an offer letter because they said that I'm really strong they want to offer me the position I think I have like one more interview to go through and then and then that's it but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm on I'm gonna see love that you mentioned that because once you get that offer letter especially if I'm going to be using their mortgage side to to qualify
1: I've done that a couple times Because, you know, I've changed roles with this company and whatnot and gone Mm -hmm. up to higher roles. And like even this house I'm sitting in, they're like, hey, we need the offer letter, right? Because I hadn't Mm -hmm. started the role yet. And so I sent that to them and they were able to use that for getting me qualified.
0: Okay. All right. Good to know. So I'll go ahead and do that. Once they offer me the position, officially I'll ask for a letter and then start getting that ball rolling. Cause I would love to buy a house today or tomorrow and re- represent myself as a realtor here. Cause I've seen some below market opportunities here, mm-hmm. but just being able to pull the trigger. Cause I'm like, even if I got hard money and uh, you know, renovating it and got to that good ratio of seventy thirty, et cetera, it'll be a matter of the refi. And I guess, I guess, yeah, you could possibly get hard money. And then refinance it into a commercial loan with your business?
1: You could, be an you could, but I, I put all this stuff on personal, except for that, the 112, you know, we brought, and then I transfer it yeah. to the business because, you, you know, you get the 30-year terms.
0: The only thing with commercial, oh, sorry. Please. The only thing with commercial is, comes back to qualifying for the loan with your W-2 income and having that. So, you know, getting the hard money, doing all the things, and then when it's time to refinance out of it, it's going to be a matter of, okay, now can you provide that? And so I guess I could get a hard money loan now. If
1: you have a Mm -hmm. renter in there, like if you're able to secure it and get a long-term renter, they can still qualify you. It just may be a different amount, but they can still qualify you for a refinance as long as you have landlord experience. All right. That was our episode with Monica Soyemi. I just want to thank you again for tuning in. We truly appreciate your support. And if you like the episode, we want to hear from you. We're trying to craft this content in a way that's impactful for you. So we need your reviews. We need your ratings and we need you to go ahead and click that subscribe button so that you can be updated when new episodes post on Wednesdays. Lastly, if you are interested in joining the Financial Freedom Mastermind weekly meeting, there are a couple links in the show notes that you can scroll down to click. And there's some contact information there. We look forward to hearing from you.